Like, which is a more strong feeling? Your love oh, to win or your hatred win. for losing? Ooh. I ah. feel so bad. I might say my love for winning. Love for winning? Winning doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> so when it happens, <laughs> when it happens it's, it's a good feeling. Had a, had a couple rough moments this season. Yeah. But you guys overcame. Welcome to Rhythm and Relationship. We got a fun one today. I've got Titus here in the room. Hey. I've got Gwyneth in the room. Hi. And we are in the studio slash kitchen. And guys, before we go any further, good job. We did it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Eight <laughs> times the charm. That is our eighth intro. You've giggled through all the other ones. <laughs> yep. I think all the humor is now gone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're talking team dynamic today. Okay. And it's going to be fun. You, as you guys know, typically mom is sitting where you're sitting and yeah. we're talking about relationships. But as your seasons... Uh, of basketball have just wrapped up and you're starting in new sports and you're yeah. always kind of involved in team dynamics. I thought there's there's actually a lot that can be learned and some crossover to the experiences being on a team and what it's like being invested in a relationship. We're working together. We're on a team together, whether you are yeah. siblings or in a dating relationship, a marriage relationship. Definitely you're on the same team working towards a common goal. Yeah. And so certainly the things that you guys are learning right now can actually be really helpful for people no matter what type of relationship they find themselves in. So as people who have listened to this podcast know, we get into sport often. Mom always likes to kind of fill people in on how your seasons are going <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. and, uh, you know, throw in a few little comments on Luka Doncic or Victor Wenbanyama or whoever <laughs> happens to have lit up the league the night before. So why don't we, we get into it? Titus, you have played on how many teams, would you say, roughly? This season or like... Well, last three years. This year? This year, um, one, two, three, four, four, and I just started my fifth. Just started your fifth. So yeah. you were part of a cross-country cross -country running team, volleyball, volleyball team, two basketball teams, teams, and yesterday you started on the rugby team. Yep. <laughs> Tell me about that. I was away. I was in Toronto yesterday, so I haven't got to hear the details. How was that? Um, I mean, last time I played rugby, I was in grade five. Okay. And yeah. it was touch rugby. So um, definitely different. Was it not touch yesterday? No, no, it was full, full on contact. contact. Yeah. Yep. Different kind of touch. Yep. And yeah. I, I hear you may have injured someone on the first play of the game. <laughs> for, yeah, for, we're practicing our tackles. <clears throat> That's how we started the practice. And um, I picked the guy up and I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do. The coach made sure I uh, made sure I understood that's that's not how we play rugby. <laughs> so that, that's how we started it off. But yep. your teammate will never forget the moment. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Gwen, how about you? How many teams have you been on this year? Um, so far three. Three. So you've been on cross country running, volleyball, and basketball. Basketball, yeah. and uh, probably a few more brewing. Two or three more. Yeah. Okay. You guys are having a great, great uh, career here. We were trying to figure it out the other day between you guys at Churchill. I think you've been on something like 35 teams 36. between you, you and yeah. Sophie and Kez. Kez yeah. We right. are like full on bulldogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, feel like, I feel like at the end of Crux's time, if he's at Churchill as well, they should make a statue for me. Yeah. <laughs> they should just have me. <laughs> just like just like me sitting on a bleacher. It's just a statue <laughs> of me on a bleacher dude. saying, let's go, Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should. <laughs> should Most valuable that. parent. <laughs> oh, MVP. <laughs> yeah, I want that piece of merch. Yeah. <laughs> and so so what what was the first team you ever were on, Ty? Um, the first team in high school? 
In, or anything. In anything. The first team I was on was a soccer team in grade five, I think. You were on a soccer team in grade five? I was in a soccer team. Hold yep. up. Did you play against other schools? No, it was... Uh, okay, so you played soccer yeah. at recess with <laughs> no, some, no, some no, buddies. No, it was like this this Timbits League. Like, Oh, I that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would be the first, but that was outside of school. If we're just talking about school, the first, Volleyball. probably track and field. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grade five track and field. Okay. I so think that's a kind of a cool thing. You guys have both played, played, I should, you know, competed yeah. on track teams. Yeah. Track teams, ultimately, except for the relay, mm -hmm. you're on your own. You're by yourself. It's yeah, kind yeah. of self-directed, self-coached. Totally. What has been for you, Gwen, the difference between being in individual sports in team sports um probably like the way i talk to like myself and to like people around me i guess like if i'm trying to like like team spirit you know i try to like really engage with my team but when mm. i'm alone i kind of just like stay quiet stay focused and that's like very different do you cheer for yourself the same way you cheer for your team no <laughs> probably <laughs> what, what not what would that be like Come on, Gwen, you got this. Yep, this is the one. <laughs> like, I would not do that. As you're, you're lining up for a race, everyone's slowly backing away from you. <laughs> this goes crazy. Yeah. So do you prefer solo sports or team sports more? Probably team sports. Interesting. Yeah. Not so much when it's group assignments in school, though. No, I like oh my working out like, by myself. Titus, for sure. same for you? Yeah, by myself. For Yeah. Yeah. What's, so what's the difference? Why is it that in a, a sporting setting, you prefer to be on a team, but in an academic setting, you'd like to be alone? Well, yeah, I got this one. Okay. Um, okay. Um, because when you're playing sports, it's usually everyone who's actually wanted to play the sport with you. Like you guys have all tried out and like trained together. So it's like working together on something you actually want to do. Whereas in like t group projects, um, like it's usually just assigned to you and half mm. the time people don't want to do it. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to get a good mark, but you don't really care. And I'm just trying to do good in this class. Interesting. Yeah. Man, there's this uh, scripture in the book of Amos that says two people don't walk together unless they choose to do so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is basic philosophy, but it's quite profound that yeah. if, like, if we're going in the same direction and we decided to go in the same direction and we made a deal we're going in the same direction, then let's go in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. relationally, that is what most relationship dynamics have, especially the ones that go the distance, that have a long-term perspective, are ones where people collectively decide we're in this together. Mm -hmm. So I'm on a team with you. you know, like if people get married, they make vows that I put you first. We are in this together yeah. for better, for worse, in richer or in poor, in sickness and in health, mm -hmm. which is quite different than having it assigned. Now, for you guys right now in your life, one of the most significant relationships that you have is one another, your yeah. siblings. Mm -hmm. And you could say that was assigned. Yeah. Yeah. So so how do you make the best of team dynamic when like you, your siblings are the team you didn't choose? Yeah. You guys didn't try out together. It's not like your skill brought you to the surface. So how do you make the choice to be team with people that you find yourself in relationship with? Oh, that's a good question. Gwen, you got it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think. I think like we've all, I mean, 
I mean, growing up together, I guess you kind of just like all of our interests and all of our like, I don't know, our personalities are all like very similar, like as siblings. So like we have a lot of things in common. We can all like talk about anything. Like it's, there's nothing like, I don't know. It's like a different like feeling than okay. working with So students. shared experience. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Which has been built over time. Years, and it was being years. been built when you didn't think it was being built. Exactly. When you think you're just like just chilling, just yeah. living. Yeah. So that's interesting. How about for you, Ty? Uh, one thing I've noticed for me that's different from a team and a family is that um, going into a team, you know, you got to try out, you got to prove something, you know, yeah. eyes are watching you, critiquing, you know. But when you're in a family, you're surrounded with people who love you and support you. Hmm. So you got nothing to prove. Yeah, you got nothing to prove. Do you think that brings the best out of you? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's this romanticized ideal that living with a chip on your shoulder is the way to get great at things. Yeah. yeah. But then if you even watch like the, I know you're watching the the Jordan documentary right now. Which is really good. It's, it's great. Really good. But he, he continually is like tricking himself into dramas that yeah. don't necessarily even exist to keep himself motivated. I don't know if that's a very long-term sustainable way to be motivated. So how have you guys found on teams is it like a healthier way to stay motivated rather than just everyone's out to get us. It's us against the world, you know, chip on our shoulder. What What's some other methodologies of motivation that you've worked out? Um, I feel like as a team, you're like, I mean, I mean, I love winning. I love like, yeah, I just love winning. I don't like to lose. And so oh, hold, let me hold you right there. We're going to come back to that. But do you like winning more or do you hate losing more? Um, um, uh, probably hate losing. You hate losing? Ty, what about you? Say it again. Do I? Do you like to win more or more than you hate to lose? Like, which is a more strong feeling? Your love oh, to win or like your hatred for losing? Ooh. Ooh, it feels so bad. I might say my love for winning. Love for winning? Winning doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it happens, <laughs> when it happens it, it's it's a good feeling. <laughs> had, had a couple rough moments this season. Yeah. But you guys overcame. Uh-huh. Okay, back to what you were saying, Quinn. Um, Talking about different motivators. Yeah. I mean, I like to win. And as a team, I feel like I would – like I don't – okay, for my team, I wouldn't push them to like – get better, get better, guys. Like, this is all about, like, your self-improvement. It's more, like, as a team. Like, I find more, like, the chemistry of the team is more, like, Mm. important than the push of, like, being on the grind and staying focused. And, like, as much as that's important, I think it is. I think, like, spending your time on your own, too, is important. I think it's – I've tried to make it more as, like, a team Mm. building. Like, more better chemistry, better environment. Absolutely. So chemistry is huge. Yeah. And I think maybe let's drill into this a little bit and talk chemistry. Yeah. Because it is one of the the ways that there's the most crossover from one-on-one relationships to larger team dynamic relationships is health and chemistry. The Mm -hmm. the way there's flow of communication, the the unified motivators, the the intangible things that you go, this team actually seems to like each other. And you notice that in relationships too, right? Like whether it's a group of friends, a family, a marriage relationship, like, yeah, they're getting results, but they don't seem to like each other very much. Yeah. Or the opposite where like 
man, results will be what they are. These people genuinely love one another's presence. They yeah. like to be together. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Ty, you could share like what are a few of the healthiest signs of, of good chemistry or the healthiest experiences with chemistry that you've experienced? And then maybe a few of the opposites, like what it feels like when chemistry's off. Okay. Well, when there's good chemistry, um, you know, for my basketball team, uh, we actually enjoyed going to practice together. Like I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams that don't, you know, go to practice like, oh man, got to go, mm-hmm. you know, work. And We're talking about run. practice. Yeah, yeah exa- yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But for our team, we actually like going to practice. One time our coach threatened not to have practice and we all went, oh, like awesome. if we lose this game, no practice this week. And we were all pretty disappointed. So I thought that was good. Like we enjoyed hmm. being around each other in practice competing. And then when you look at um, from a standpoint of no chemistry, uh, earlier this season we had a game where it was just, you know, everyone was everyone was down. No one was really talking. Mm. And we were pretty close going into halftime. And then the second we got out of the locker room, it was just done. Like we didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mad at each other. And honestly, we just like, we just kind of stopped communicating because mm. we just kind of gave up and it was very demoralizing interesting and so it took a while to rebuild the like okay this is really interesting to me what was demoralizing so communication was breaking down Mm -hmm. you 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 stopped talking Mm -hmm. which i mean someone who's listening to this right now is going oh that's the key right now you know we're, we're in the middle of a battle maybe we feel like we're losing financially or we're losing in you know our planning or some sort of aspect of our life and we've stopped talking so that's really interesting but why was it demoralizing it's it's because we knew we had a goal of what we wanted to do like the goal mm. on the mind we gotta we gotta win that's the goal mm. but we were in our head saying like let we gotta do this but we weren't vocalizing it we were just like this is what we should be doing but we're not doing it wow. And just kept happening over and over right. and over again. And then we just lost. Right. So. so frustrated with self and one another. Yeah. But instead of talking it through, just went quiet. Yeah. It was a, an interesting game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the stands in that game saying, go Bulldogs, as I do. And it was a tough one to watch. Yeah. But there was this shift that came. What What's changed? Well, after that night, I realized that someone's got to step up and be vocal and like change something because what happened that night was you know can't keep going on like that so from then on you know made practices we competed i made sure we we had to talk you know yeah if we were angry didn't you address it didn't you like to the team like hey i'm gonna lead different i'm gonna talk different yeah was that awkward it was i spent all day thinking about what i was gonna say Mm. And then getting there, I was I was really nervous, but yeah. you know I started talking, and it it made it sense, worked, though. and it yeah it worked. Well, I, again, I don't know if you know how profound this is, but in a romantic relationship or the dynamics of a family relationship, there are times where things aren't working, and and you both know this should be working, and it's not. Mm-hmm. And instead of talking, you go quiet. Yeah, I I, I just want to encourage you if you are listening right now. Take the advice of a high school baller. Like you, you do need to just think through what do I need to do, swallow my pride, start a conversation, and and change the dynamic. Yeah. Like like go back to the point where quietness 
started and address why it started and move from there. Mm-hmm. That's great. How about you, Gwen? What, what's been some signs of great chemistry and maybe some signs where chemistry needs some work? Um, like in a team aspect, I feel like this year I was like, I'm in grade nine. So then I, there's like, wasn't a grade nine girls team at our school. So we just like the grade nines played with the grade tens. Yeah. So it's like two different age groups. It's like two different grades and it's not that it's like a year different, but it's in high school. I don't know. You feel very like disconnected Mm. by grade. And so this year it was kind of hard building that chemistry. Like last year, it was like the first year of high school. We kind of all right. got to know each other. And like, it was like the basketball group. Like this is right. our group. And then- And you happen to have classes together. Yeah, and you exactly. sit together. We knew each other. And, yeah. We sat at lunch together, everything. We, yeah, winning together. This was like, oh, I've never met this person before. And I've been here for so long. So it's like learning new faces, new people. So I think just like building trust. And like, like last year, I would like, you could tell anything and say anything. And like my entire team would like, help you or support you with anything you had like homework or like just problems like i don't Mm. know you it was like easy to share yeah where this year was kind of like oh i have to build a friendship with you first before i can just go out and share all my problems with you right so it was like a whole different yeah like different perspective i guess Mm. and yeah like just building trust it took a lot like some time like not everybody got even i don't think at the end probably everyone got it but right like yeah we had to like understand where people were at and like begin to trust each other Hmm. more yeah easy or hard um it was pretty hard to get like for some people it's probably easy to just like trust them i mean i can trust people like very fast but not always like like i feel like sometimes i like shouldn't trust people that fast because i'm like you dive after, straight in. Yeah, like after a day of meeting them, I'm like, okay, so this, I woke up this morning and, you know, yeah. I go into it where some people are like, I just talked to you for the first time two seconds ago. Mm. So after like getting to know each other, we we got there. Like we trust each other now and it's like, it was a good team at the end. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Ty, do you find it easy to trust? Um, No. <laughs> no? <laughs> not, definitely not. When you find it easy, Ty, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think? I'm an introvert. She's an extrovert. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, probably, that's it. <laughs> Which probably speaks a little bit to what you bring to the teams that you play on. Yeah. Gwen, have you ever been to a game that you didn't lose your voice? No. Somehow you are on the field of play and also the head cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then Ty, I mean, you're not typically the uh, vocal leader. You're more no. the lead by example type. Yeah. Lead by example and a couple of flexes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Do you think that being an introvert helps you or hurts you or a combination in a team dynamic? Um, well, that's a really good question. I think, I mean, I think being an extrovert's very good. You know, I'm not one, but being an extrovert, you're able to be vocal, be loud. You know, you're the, you're the spirit of the team. You know, you bring the energy. Yeah. But I think by being an introvert, I'm able to notice a lot of the little things, hmm. like stuff that's not, you know, going going well with our team, stuff that needs to be fixed. Right. Just mm-hmm. because I'm not always engaged and, you know, into everything. I'm just kind of, I'm there, but I'm also standing back and watching. Like quietly watching it. Quietly, yeah. Unfold. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then when you got to speak, 
you got to speak. Yeah, but yeah. I know what more calculated. Say, but... You're probably more calculated with your words. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I I plan what I'm gonna say before I say it. Yeah. I like plan the whole Take dialogue in my head. Yeah, and then I make sh- I look for any like conversations I could interject, and then I make sure to like adjust to those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like calculating every single like chance. And, and, and those said. you know they never come up, but I'm prepared for it. You right, know? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, there there are people listening right now who are like. I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Gwen, how about for you? More extroverted. Yeah. Is it a help or a hindrance? Um, I think it's a help. Right. But As every true introvert does <laughs> or extrovert does, I should say. Yeah. Um, I think I try not to be like loud in your face all the time. Like sometimes mm. with the... You do? <laughs> I try. I really try. Um, yeah. I feel like I... I feel like I can tell whether or not people are like like talking or not. Mm. So I feel like I can usually match the energy and like go to where they're at, like how like to make them comfortable. Even if I'm like, this is really awkward. Like right now, you're just sitting there awkwardly, but I'll sit with here with you. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, on a team, I feel like being an extrovert is good. I mean, I definitely wouldn't notice all the little things like Titus would. But I feel like I'm kind of like the the lead, you know, like I kind yeah. of like start stuff and like, I don't know, like hype up my team. Absolutely. I kind of just bring the, vo- the voice. Yeah. I, I mean, really uniquely, the only thing I disagree with maybe that you said, Titus, is that being extrovert gives you more like you're the spirit of the team. Definitely. I think you quietly you brought the team, stability yeah. to the teams that you've been on and often have been in lead roles. Um, from your perspective, I think knowing yourself mm-hmm. lets you both give that answer that yeah. what you bring to the table is the good thing. And yeah. You're like, oh, no, I, I'm this, and I think it's good because I know I can contribute in that way. And I think a lot of people they view their own skill set as the weak one, their yeah. own skill set as the unimportant one, and they look at others and go, oh, "That's the winning, the winning skill set." Mm-hmm. And then there's some that go, they flip the other way hard, like yeah. yeah. The things I do are the only thing that matters mm-hmm. and nothing else matters. And if only my spouse could be more like me, then we'd really be a dual threat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the the ability to self-evaluate and then the ability also to notice strengths in others is, is huge. So yeah. in team dynamics, uh, how have you uh, helped to bring out the best in others? Um, uh, usually how I help bring the best out of others is by, you know, when they're bringing themselves down to saying they're the worst, I usually, Oh, don't worry. I've done stuff like that before. Mm. And I talk about stuff I've done bad, how I've messed up. And that usually kind of like, Oh, you know, cool. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's it's, it's a common thing. It's not just me. So, Mm. so share some shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Gwen? Um, I think I like, try to notice people like i like call them out like shut them out like i like if i wouldn't say like oh that was such a bad thing you just did but if they did something good like like, that's really good like that was good on you to do that in any case so that they are like first of all they're like oh they like saw what i did and realized it was good and also so they're like oh that's something i can do in the future that they can like do it again yeah absolutely i mean those are pretty fundamental building blocks of trust and relationship yeah when you talk about sharing shared experience 
being humble enough to share where you've been weak, humble mm-hmm. enough to to get on the same level with someone when they're down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also to notice people doing the right things mm-hmm. and bring positive affirmation to the right things. I mean, those are great building blocks. How have people brought the best out of you? Oh, um, I mean, there's always the the competition. I always, I strive to be the best at whatever I do. Yeah. So there's always, if there's someone on my team where I'm like, oh, I need to be at their level, I compete with them so I can like, I want to, I want to be the best. So they're yeah. bringing the best out of me by competing with me. Um, I think for me, it's probably similar to Ty where um, I like go back and forth and it kind of like, you know, like the determination to be better gets like, gets you better. Like I just, mm. you want to win, you want to like be the best. But I also think um, just people noticing you, like that kind of helps motivate me. Just like okay. I try to notice people, but then also noticing me for me feels nice. Like when they're like, like when my you coach love a good like, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when my coach, be, if my coach is like, oh, great defense or whatever, I'm like, oh, I'm glad you noticed. I felt like I did good. Or even if I'm like, oh, I felt like I could have done this better and I'm thinking all the things I could do better. It's good to know that like I, someone saw something good in me that motivates me. Okay. That's noble conclusions you guys have come to. But have you ever felt intimidated when others are great or diminished like, oh, they're great, I can't be? Yeah. Yeah. How'd, sure. you, wor- how'd you work through it? Um, I think it's like hard to like work through it. Like you're like, oh man, like they're better than me. They're always, like in my mind, I'm like, they're always going to be better than me. But like I think of, I, of Oakley or uh, you know, concluding that someone might be faster than him. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, oh I guess that's like, he's like, oh man, they're faster. They got newer shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I just try to work. Like I don't ever want to be the person who like out loud compares themselves. Like mm. they're better than this, but I'm better at this yeah, part. That's like that's exhausting. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, I think like, oh, they're probably better at this, but I could, I should work on that. And I think I just try to work on it on my own. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go out loud and just share that with the world. How about you, Ty? How have you worked through it? Um, I mean, for me, I've just, for me, I've just had to, like, understand that the affirmation of other people isn't what's necessarily important, you know? Mm -hmm. If other people are getting, like, oh, man, they're the best, you know? They're, They're really carrying us right now. For me, I just have to, like, well... You know, everyone can believe in that person and give their, mm. you know, give all their praise to that person. I'm just yeah. going to keep doing my thing because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just how much I work, not what, what they're talking about me, what they think. Yeah. Right. That's a good way to look at it. So crossing over into relationships, I think there are times where <sighs> misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So if I struggle at something, it's almost nice when other people struggle as well. Yeah. But if you are on a team together and we all struggle at the same things, then we have this enormous vulnerability, this yeah. huge liability mm-hmm. Yeah, where like if, if both people in a, a marriage, for instance, can't keep their cool in stressful situations, they're a powder keg. Exactly. If, if you're on a sporting team where nobody can keep their cool, if the referee is not calling the game the way you want, like the team just loses their mind. Mm-hmm. You need those stabilizing forces. And I think 
uh, one of the greatest advantages that makes a strong, resilient relationship or team mm-hmm. is where you can actually set people up to win at the thing that they're the best at. Yeah. Where you find yourself saying, hey, we're, we're actually not competing for the same moments. Yeah. Like they're helping me be better because I'm watching them thrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to have their moment. I want yeah. them to have a moment to shine. Uh, you know, most sports have one ball. So one person is scoring at any given time or one person is defending at any given time or one person is making a save at any given time. Mm-hmm. And and I think in in relationship dynamics, there's like, this is your moment to thrive. This is my moment to thrive. And yeah. having that, that back and forth is so healthy. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I think you guys have actually done it pretty well. Thank you. I'm Thank impressed. You. So Gwyneth, shout out to you for doing that well. <laughs> and Titus... You don't care what I say anyway, so oh. just keep doing it. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about coaching. Okay. So you've been on lots of different teams. You've had different coaches. And, uh, man, so grateful for all the coaches, all these people who have volunteered time yeah. at any level to create an environment for young people to work together and thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, you know, coaches who have maybe overcommitted and they're a little bit too busy or or, or times where they're more impassioned than the students that they're leading. But, you know, I'm really grateful for coaches. I think they're a, a really huge part of the sporting experience. But what would you say has been maybe some of the best coaching you've received? And then after this, maybe we'll talk about some of the more challenging dynamics of coaching. Um, the best coaching I've ever received, I mean, it's probably from you, I would have to say. Um, I, set, I set you up for that one. Nah. <laughs> um, it's It's... Good coaching is just when they tell you directly what you got to work on, you know, they let you know, and then you go and work on it. It's not like they're sugarcoating it. It's this Mm. is what you got to do better. Good job on this, but this is what you got to work on. This is what will make the team better. This will help you win, go on, strive for your goal, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and guess that Gwynny likes a little sugarcoating. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do like not feeling like I just messed up six times. Mm. Like if they're like, oh, you did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. I probably like, you did this wrong, but you did this really good. Like yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, it feels less crushing. Right. Than I, yeah. But um, probably the same as Ty, I feel like just going in, like just going and working on it. Like they say something and you just like have to go do it. Like, but yeah, probably more, <laughs> more nice Nice. I don't know how to say it, but like nice coaching. More gentle. Yes. Yeah. More gentle. Yeah. Someone's got to be more skillful to bring coaching to Gwyneth. Yeah. <laughs> Titus, it can be a little bit like a two by four. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think um, for like coaches for sports, I feel like the ones who don't play the sport, but just decide to coach um, don't fully understand like like they just say things that they think would make sense. Mm. Where coaches, like when I was in grade eight, I had a coach who was playing on the senior team, and he like understood actual plays and he understood how the game would actually like flow. And him saying something like "Oh, do this next," like that was like, I, like that was like a good coaching because I knew he knew what he was doing. Right. Where some coaches are like, "Oh, I guess I'll volunteer because they need a coach." Yeah, he was coach actually, this year. Yeah, but <laughs> um. Yeah, but last year it was like, he was like, I know it's going to happen, so trust me on this one because right. he knew it. 
Yeah, I mean, amazing amount of confidence that comes when someone's gone where you're trying to go. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is one of the greatest pictures of leadership is not uh, I'm above you in importance, but I've gone here before. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not better, but I've been here. Mm-hmm. There, like mm-hmm. in a linear order, I've already walked the steps you're trying to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so you spoke a little bit to a challenge you've had with coaching. Titus, have you had any? Um, yeah. Challenges with coaching is, um, what Gwen said was, you know, when the coach doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, one problem for me is when a coach is like too much of your, they treat you too much like a buddy Mm -hmm. and Mm. it's, they've kind of lost that coaching aspect. Like they're not a mentor. They're more like a experienced friend. You know, it's, it's, it's weird because well, yeah. Is it only weird then when they drop it into gear exactly. and they get authoritative? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like it's, it's weird because suddenly they'll just switch. Like I've I've been too nice. I've been too easy on you guys. You know. Yeah. I've got to change it up, and then it, it changes just to. It's like whiplash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just happens right away. And that's kind of a. It's a culture shift in the team. Like it just kind of changes the momentum. Yeah. And so that's yeah. challenging. Yeah, I remember when I. Way back when dinosaurs walked the earth and I was playing sports. <laughs> I remember I had, had a, a coach once and it, it felt as though he was trying to work through some of his frustrations and other parts of his life during our games. You know? <laughs> it was kind of like, we're like, man, I don't think you can actually be that mad at us that we're down four points in the first 10 minutes of a yeah. game. Like, I think... Yeah there's probably something else going on, you know, yeah. which is probably an overly empathetic thing for me to say, but that's what, how I experienced it. I'm like, Hey dude, are, are you good? Yeah. Like, are you exactly. okay? Yeah. And I don't think that happens really in any sort of relationship times where people go, you know, I want to bring some, some real constructive criticism here. You know, it happens often in friend groups mm-hmm. where as your friend is like, hey, I just got to call you out. I got to call that out. Mm-hmm. And then you can see them like internally working through something as well. So it takes a lot of grace to yeah. be on a team. A lot of grace that goes both ways from teammates to one another, from coaches to their team and vice versa. Mm-hmm. What uh, what would you say, maybe just give us a, a, a highlight, a sporting highlight. It has nothing really to do with the podcast except for I'd just be interested. Which one has stood out? Oh, sporting highlight. Uh, definitely winning cities this year. Yeah. With the, with the senior team I was on. Yeah. Great feeling. First time I. Oh, and that room was electric. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Crowd was was great. Refing was awful, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) good environment. It was really fun. There's something about the, the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, man, we've toiled together. We've worked together, walked through some adversity. I, I think it's, it's interesting. Like, a victory by blowout is never remembered the same way. No. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like it's fun in the moment. And then later you're like, yeah, there's there's no journey to it. No. It's those hard fought. Like that was down to the last second of the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The last whistle, the last play. It's right there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think sometimes in life people feel that unless they are blowing their opponents out and mm-hmm. i'd say you know opponents with air quotes like yeah. Yeah. if you're in a relationship like man unless we're crushing in every aspect of our life then we're probably losing yeah. that's not what it's like you're in the fight you're yeah. still going i was talking to a guy yesterday i uh, just met him yesterday and he was talking just about some of the the journeys he's going through the the struggles right now he was actually at our, our toronto 
location for church, and he was sharing mm-hmm. a little bit about his life, and really inspired me when he was talking. He, it was like three or four devastating things in a row. Oh, wow. And then he goes, but you know, I'm still fighting. Oh, wow. And he just great. had a, like, he had like the biggest smile on his face. Oh, I'm like, man, great. that is like a cool type of resilience. Yeah. To be able to not pretend that you have no weaknesses, mm-hmm. not pretend you never stumbled or fallen, not yeah. try to, you know, act as though you've got a perfect record on the scoreboard, but to go like, but I'm still fighting. And yeah. that's kind of what it's all about, Recognize you know? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Gwen? Sporting highlight. Oh, well, I mean, I love, I won cities last year, which felt really yeah, yeah. good too. But for the sake of saying something different, um, um, wait, actually, <laughs> um, imagine if Titus had said there was this time in uh, rugby practice where I injured a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All time high. That was great. <laughs> um, probably the time, I mean, there was one game where I hit like three threes in a row. Actually, yeah, it was in a row. Yeah. And which felt really good. And then, um, yeah, like we won the game because like we won yeah. by like probably three or four. Oh, and so that, yeah. you were the reason I they was won, the reason. You know? okay, okay. Yeah. But that like doing well is probably yeah. one of the sporting highs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to share with you my, my latest sporting high moment. Mm-hmm. So earlier this week, Erwin Oakley's basketball game. <laughs> elementary school basketball game (laughs) and uh and they won the game Mm -hmm. i think it was about three points like a close win oh yeah it was close early in the game oakley who's playing on a team that he's too young for (laughs) hit hit his first shot of the game and his absolute look of joy and elation yeah flashing over to to you guys and where you were sitting with mom like (sighs) i did it you know (laughs) but then at the end of the game when uh when they won and and uh the crowd <laughs> rushed the court which is funny right now they're talking about potentially making that illegal in the ncaa because oh. <laughs> people are getting injured and stuff like that but not at at uh, the elementary school not and David you know, Boyd, yeah, people rush, kind of rush the court you know parents everyone's happy but watching zion run out on the court and it was like for him he was he was the main character he was kind of like i did it i did it he's like it looked like a almost like a choreographed dance like he was in the front of a musical it It was unbelievable and i just thought man there was no camera on it but i will never forget the look on his face and the little like dance look to the left and it was like look to the, the right corner. like, like, oh. like they're all in the middle oh. of the court and he's just like on the sidelines just it dancing to himself like he just won the game unbelievable so high school musical moment Un- yeah absolutely yeah. it was unbelievable there's something about rejoicing hard mm-hmm. celebrating yeah. hard when things go well uh, I, I know you guys would have at times been around people like this that when things are bad they're down and when things are good they're like but the next battle's ahead, and they never take time to celebrate. Yeah, talk a little bit about celebration. What it's meant to you in a team to to stop and like rejoice and get excited about something. I think, I mean, part of the reason I lose my voice every game that I go to yeah. is because it, like, just having fun with what, like, even whether I'm watching or I'm playing, um, just having fun. Like, just you, like, starting it, like, just having fun makes the whole right. team have fun. And it, like, builds, like, a chemistry that's, like, really good when yeah. you are all, like, happy for the same reason. Absolutely. Like, 
you're all like you just won or you just hit a three and everyone's like yeah like yeah. you know everyone gets really excited about it and yeah it just like it lifts everybody up and like recognizing that you guys are all it's on the contagious. same page yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it just it that feels really good yeah what about you um well i gotta i gotta say like a lot of time it's it's back to business you know we're we're staying serious we're going out to win you know we're yeah. we're just no time to mess around we got to go win so I think celebrating is like a good, it's a good like. It's like releases pressure. Yeah. It's like a good way to, you know, celebrate the adversities you overcame, yeah. the amount of work you put in. It's like a good way yeah. to, it's a marker, you know? Yeah. We we just won, won the won the cities, for example, you yeah. know, let's celebrate, remember this and then get back to business. Right. It's a good marker. Interesting thing you said earlier. I don't know if you caught how profound it was, but just how much your team enjoys practicing together. Yeah. Like maybe the outward verbal excitement over a victory is not as noticeable as it would be in Gwyn's case. Uh, but the for you guys, the win is like, we get to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. We're still in this. Like yeah. that's a pretty cool thing, that, mm-hmm. that long game, that long view on it. Yeah. As you're listening today, I hope you're drawing the connections. There's a lot of really profound little thoughts on communication in team dynamics. I want to ask maybe one or two more questions. Yeah. I also realize that we got practices tomorrow and the <laughs> yeah. season goes on. So uh, we're going to wrap this up shortly. But could you speak to the effect of negativity in the locker room or negativity on on, on the team? Now, I'm going to set this up as you think because mm-hmm. – I don't want you to out any people by name. <laughs> Got a couple of people <laughs> yeah. on my mind. Yeah, this is going out yeah. in, on, into the uh, into the ether here. But um, as it pertains to a relationship, there needs to be room for honesty to work through discouraging and negative emotions without becoming negative. To have critical thoughts without having a critical spirit is mm-hmm. so important, and. The, the goal is not inauthenticity. Like, I don't want to be negative, and so I'll be inauthentic, and I'll just smile and pretend everything's okay. That's yeah. not that's not good. So definitely there needs to be authenticity. How have you worked through a dynamic where there's someone on the team that is choosing negativity as their outlook? I think for my team, it like if there's someone who's negative, it definitely drags down the whole atmosphere, like everybody feels it. Um, and some people are more emotional than others. Like they don't want to be the cause of the bad environment, but right. they just like, they get down and it's hard to not yeah. bring the rest of the team down. I think um, it's really hard to be honest sometimes because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like I'd never want to like purposely say something to hurt people's feelings. Like I wouldn't want to do that. I think I try to do it out of like, I give a, like not a criticism that sounds so rude but i would give a criticism and then give something that they did really well like i'd be mm. like oh next time when you're passing the ball make sure you da 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 and then i'd be like but your i don't know your shot was really good like i right. would like give another pointer i think sometimes having like saying that it takes a lot of courage to go up and say something that they can work on like that would help the whole group so i like to do it as a group setting sometimes like we should work on this, right. not just you. But um, yeah, I would like to do it like as a we, you know, okay. plural. Um, 
Which can be great. As long as it's honest. Yeah. And I, but I, I do it out of honesty. I wouldn't yeah, yeah, just yeah. like say anything. Yeah. But I do think sometimes when you do it, per, like for me, when you do it person to person, it does cause like a lot of like tension, which right. leads to drama and everything. Yeah. Like people get hurt by it. And yeah. I never want to be the person to hurt anybody by it. But I mean, I guess maybe it's different for a guy's I mean, team. But you, for girls you team, speak the truth. And you are consistent and you're clear. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can make a choice to do that where it's not fueled by emotion, where yeah. you're not like, enough is enough. Now I need to speak the truth. You're like, yeah. No, I'm going to speak the truth because I love this person. Yeah. And I love this team. And I love the dynamic we're building. And mm-hmm. I love the culture we're aiming for. And I love the goals that we have. Yeah. And so the, the only thing that's standing in between us and those things is honesty. Well, I got to do that out of yeah. love, not out of frustration yeah, i think out of emotion. yeah i think when when it's reactionary yeah whether it's in a team or a relationship it can be pretty damaging that's mm-hmm. where uh, attention becomes a drama yeah because you said this and then i said this and then you said that and then you reacted weird and it got yeah. fun funky it's like well remember why exactly. remember the love like the yeah. the the thing we're joined in pursuing and then let's do that thing together how exactly. about you ty have you worked through negativity well, I think on my team we we struggle with we struggle with um addressing stuff that's going poorly at, to the whole team. I feel like mm. there there are some, side convos. Yeah, mm. I, there's a lot of you know yeah. person to person, but it's not being direct to the person right. that it's about. It's right. like just behind the scenes. Yeah, and the negativity isn't outright said, but mm. it's there. You you feel it. Yeah, but because it hasn't been openly shared. And there's nothing constructive about that negativity. It's it's there, but it's not being addressed. Like right. so that that was it's the elephant in the room. An elephant in yeah. the room, exactly. That kind of goes back to that one game where we were just all down. Yeah, there was something that had to be said, but no one said it. Yeah. So you know that's what our team worked on. You know, yeah. we had to. You have to be. You have to talk about it. Be vocal, because you know there there will be negative stuff on a team that you have to yeah. fix. And, you know, you don't want to just be harsh and yeah, outright yeah. obliterate someone. Of course. Yeah. It has to be constructive, but it, it has to be said. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if it's not, then it's there and it's never getting fixed. Right. Exactly. How intense was the pep talk I gave you that night? Oh, my goodness. It was <laughs> it was hard to hear. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> I remember when, when you came, you, you got, we were driving home and I'm like, hey, I didn't like what I saw from you today. And you're like from me yeah <laughs> yeah you I clearly was... were uh, upset about someone else or something else or yeah. other dynamics you're like from me like yeah. i'm part of the solution not the yeah. problem yeah. Like, dude your attitude yeah yeah that was a pretty straight up combo yeah that was <laughs> yeah but i gotta be honest the way you responded to that was such a great picture of why honest forthright communication matters because mm-hmm. you you took that information in and immediately put it into practice. And I think that played into how you were able to see a shift in culture so rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think w- wherever we're learning something in life, we apply it to the area that we have most passion. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I preach. And so I'm learning things, you know, like from listening to a podcast or listening to a comedy special or observing human interactions in a coffee shop or watching you guys learn things, no matter where I'm learning it, it is informing the way that I preach and communicate God's word because I'm passionate about that. Mm -hmm. 
you're learning things in a conversation on our drive home that then affect you on the field of play because you're passionate about what happens in that gym. You're passionate about that that field of play. And I think uh, if there's a passion in our relationship, then no matter where we're learning things, it's it's feeding into health there. Yeah. We're like being humbled at the workplace, but going, man, I got to take this home. I got to take this humility home. Or we're being, mm-hmm. you know, getting excited about seeing victories in certain parts of our life. But man, I got to apply this back to my relationship because it matters to me so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that you guys love sports. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's amazing. I have the best time. I, I often am talking to parents in the stands and they're like, oh, wow, that must be a lot for you. I'm like, yeah, I guess, but it's so much fun. Like, what, what, I'm like, what do you do with your time? Yeah. Like, you watch TV? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> That's what you ew. do? You watch TV. Wow. I'm like, I, I watch live sport. It's the yeah, best. I love great. it. Well, guys, thanks for uh, conversing with me. Oh, thanks for Who having me. Who was more nervous first. about this? Probably me. My oh, hands were sweating. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was a bit nervous, yeah. A little bit nervous. Yeah. yeah, well, I did tell you just a few minutes ago, like, hey, come on over here. Let me yeah. talk to you about team dynamics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know someone's listening, and this has been helpful for you in your relationship. And that's why we do this. That's why we love doing this on the first weekday of every month, dropping a new episode. And we're going to do the same as uh, time goes forward. In fact... If there is any way that we can serve you in your relationship, if you've got questions or, or comments or feedback or some way that Jennifer and I could serve you, please do reach out to us. Send us a DM on Instagram at Justin Jennifer Reimer and on whatever platform you're listening to this. Why don't you take a moment, review it, drop a couple five stars, you know, oh, yeah. encourage Titus getting those uh, comments. We know Ke- <laughs> we know Gwyneth would like the encouragement. Oh, Just sugarcoat that encouragement. <laughs> like That's the greatest podcaster of her era. And then for Titus, say you got some work to do, buddy. If you want to be a great podcaster, we're going to need to see you in that gym working it out. Put in the work but uh yeah while you're there while you're reviewing share it with somebody we love you so much and we will drop another episode the first weekday of april thank you for listening to rhythm in relationship please subscribe rate and review this podcast and if you enjoyed it share it with a friend you can connect with Justin and Jennifer by following them on Instagram at Justin and Jennifer Reimer. DM a relationship question and they'll respond and just might feature it on a future episode. If you're looking for more inspiring content, follow Vivid Church on YouTube or Instagram. 